The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of jackass we're just three lifelong fans of the show reliving the belly laughs bad ideas and broken bones episode four of the part. <laughs> oh well <God>. said <laughs> yes <laughs> you only had a I week did it on purpose prepared. i did it on purpose that time uh-huh yeah because yeah, okay. la- last what about, time what about was, all the other times well last I time i was so good at, and they threw you guys off now this time was definitely on purpose i wanted to you know just keep the audience guessing. You never really know okay. if I'm going to nail it or not. And okay. today I nailed it. Well, a betting man would uh, would uh, go on the side of you not nailing it. Uh, I think they would be hitting nine out of ten times. <laughs> That's the case. I'm, I'm here for the gamblers, man. Just there you go. What do you need up. to say? Really? Anyway, you know, it's it's part four. Chris summed it up. So you've. I hope you've listened to parts one, two, and three, and this is the finale. And uh, let's just jump right in. I, re- I really have nothing else to say. Uh, the the first the only thing we should say is if for some reason this is the first episode you've heard we're doing Jackass the movie Jackass number two we've already done parts one two and three so if you haven't heard those yet definitely go back and listen because this one's not going to make any sense to you otherwise there is one thing there is one thing I'll say because I I should have said this earlier probably in in part one but because I was watching the DVD version of this every yeah. time and I was going to mention this to you guys every time you pop it in. Uh, you get previews. You remember getting previews at the start oh, of your DVDs? So yes. I want you guys to take a guess. Can you guess one of the movies, at just just one, that would have been on the DVD for Jackass number two? Freddy Got Fingered? You know what? You're kind of in the ballpark of ridiculousness that that's actually a really good guess, but it is not Freddy Got Fingered. Dead Man on Campus? No, no. Ooh, that doesn't that actually ring any bells, Dead Man on Campus. Oh, really? That was a good movie. There was, it's like there a was guy an actor. Who, like, wanted, he wanted to get his um, uh, his grades good. He found out there's a loophole. If your if your roommate commits suicide, then then you get like a perfect you get a honors grades or something. So he kept trying to find all like who was going to be the guy that was going to commit suicide and kind of push him over the edge. It's a good oh, movie. Yeah. It's yeah. dark, man. What, yeah. Mikey, why don't you Why don't you read off the uh, the list? I'm so curious. Well, there's two that matter, Mikey. Okay. You were on the right track. You're in the right oh, mindset. Oh, oh. What was the road one trip? With, uh... Road trip. Oh, maybe road no, trip. No, road trip was not on there, Mikey. Seems like you were oh, onto damn. something there. You want no, you want one it, more guess? It, yeah, wasn't there one with Drew Barrymore and Tom Green? <laughs> uh oh, there is. I, I think. Or well, they they were married. They were married. I figured they would have met somewhere, but I maybe not on a movie. No, I've, I'm I'm out. I'm out of guesses. All right. So there's like two that matter here, guys. But uh, this I hadn't thought about until I saw the preview. Jack Black in Nacho Libre. Oh, do you remember wow. Nacho Libre? The follow up to Napoleon Dynamite. I mean, not I not think. sequel, but same writer director. Oh, really? Yeah, I love Nacho Libre. It was Libre. that era of like weird, awkward comedy. By the way, I never liked that Napoleon Dynamite movie. Everyone thought what? it was the best shit ever. I just Ow. did not get it. I just did not laugh, did not find it funny. There's like a couple hit, parts. Hit, did it hit too close to your rural Alberta uh, upbringing <laughs> Maybe. or what? I've seen it all. Did your uncle already, try to throw so. footballs over mountains or, or was this <laughs> yeah, just cute? Dude. 
Everybody in my small town said that they said they could. They claimed they could. But yeah. the other movie on the DVD previews, and this is where I, I just fucking uh, shake in my head. Uh, Eddie Murphy presents Norbit. Oh, Norbit. Oh, my God. That cl- <laughs> Listen, the, the Venn diagram that encapsulates the demographic between Jackass and Norbit is a is just a perfect circle it's just is it's it? just it's gotta be i mean Who listen fucks by a norbit i feel like norbit was like the call of duty ghosts of dvds <laughs> it's just like a warehouse of copies somewhere unopened yeah. collecting dust but enough oh, without any further ado part four the reason you're here jackass number two let's finish this fucker off boys do it and when we left we were talking about a big tire race down a hill and uh, what better way to cool off after a day at the slopes than with medical leech treatment? And we found a leech healer, and these boys need a little healing. That's the uh, biggest uh, leech I ever saw. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yes, the boys, I believe they're on the border of where... Do you guys remember where they are? Do you recall? It, they're, they're somewhere. Mexico. I wanted to say... I thought it was yeah, India. Like they Tijuana. In oh, no, it was India. Uh, You're right. It was India. Is it India? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, it's somewhere for them. They're, they're not... Actually. They're not on U.S. soil, but they run into a gentleman here who he has a little stand set up on the side of the road. He's offering leech treatment. And just from the get-go, when you meet this guy, you can tell he takes this shit seriously. He's just like a machine spouting facts about the benefits of leech treatment. They are having disorders like which uh, treated by the leech application, detoxification of their blood. We apply leech uh, for them. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you've got like Steve-O and Knoxville and all these guys just making jokes about where they're going to put it and oh. trying to decide the most ridiculous place. They come up with, boys, what, what what would be the most obvious place you'd want to put a leech? Just let's take a guess. Any guesses? The balls. You should put it on the balls. You got to like, put it on the balls. Get, get, put it on the balls. What if you put it in your butthole? Would it just suck your ass <laughs> blood all day long? <laughs> yeah, it's just a typical millennial leech. You just <laughs> pop it down there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Eats ass all day long. <laughs> uh, but hey. I don't advise to apply leeches on testicles. If you have to apply, you can apply yourself. Don't worry. The doc doesn't advise leeches on testicles, so maybe you guys are onto something. Maybe the ass is the alternative that uh, we all should desire. But here's Dave England stepping up to the plate, and they put this leech on his ball. He does, you know, he does kind of like the brain technique but with just one ball he like squeezes it real tight yeah Uh, and it's just hanging there and he's screaming like as soon as it latches on he's saying fuck this get it off um and meanwhile he got the doctor in the background saying that leech cannot suck blood from that body part (laughs) (laughs) like he's just still stone faced too which i love um which this is something that i don't know guys would, would you do this if someone dared you would you have the balls so to speak no no, I mean there there's so Maybe on the ball it wouldn't really stress me out. I don't like leeches really? in general. But I honestly If like, it was like a big dare, it's like I could think of a lot worse things. I could th- Here's the thing. I'm 32 years old. If someone dares me to do something, that holds no weight anymore. What the fuck is a dare? I'm not 7. Like yeah, well, that's so you're, you you're more of a truth life. man is what you're saying. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to be that man. You got to step it up and do some stupid shit to be cool dude, you know? Yeah, uh, put a ball, a leech on your ball. Wrong oh man, you. not not even close. I wouldn't do that. the The ball though is not the worst part of this by far. Um, oh yeah, and this, I think we can we can kind of go right into uh, uh, the worst, unless you guys have something more to say about leeches and no, balls. No, and you guys are gonna no. have to kind of walk me through this because this is literally the only jackass sketch that to this day I, I can't watch. I don't know what happens. Really, I, I, I cannot. Like I have a thing. I can't even look at people's eye, eyeballs. Like I have a 
it really weirds me out if I see any red in the in the corners or if someone does the fucking flip flip the eyelid trick or something, it just fucks me up. Like I, I'll feel oh, weird for like shit. four hours after. So I literally <laughs> have never actually seen the actual what actually happens here. I've never been able to look. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, we're lucky Steve O could see anything <laughs> after this stunt because he puts the leech on his eyeball, and it's just the most. All I wrote in my notes here was don't do it. Don't do this, Steve-O. Like, I just, how does that not damage? I just, I picture his eyeball yeah. popping as soon as the leech gets onto it. And apparently it's not that bad. I don't know. But like, I can't imagine them seeing this and thinking this isn't going to fuck me up permanently unless they called home to a doctor and was like, hey, worst case scenario, what happens? But man, <laughs> yeah. that just. Did they go I, on, I, did it go on as like. The visual part of his eyeball or just the white no, part? No, the white, the white part, the white part. Yeah. No, that would be dumb, Either I think, way. to put it right on the fucking retina. You'd be, like, fucked for life for Oof. sure. It's, I was it's, just thinking, like, is that leech going to suck all the jelly out of this guy's eyes? That's what eyes? I was thinking. You know? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. It was just going to start, like, getting more and more. Like, all of a sudden, it's a little raisin in there. Like, no, thank Ugh. you. He's got a little hemorrhoid popping out of his eyelids. I, I don't like the idea of that. I, yeah. like, some people say, like, if you have a, if you have a time machine – what do you do? You go back in time and you kill Hitler. That's what everyone says. I think I'm not willing to risk that. I don't think I'd make it within two steps out of that time machine before I'm shot. I, I have Jewish blood in me. I'm not putting myself in that situation. I would take this time machine, go back to this stunt and make them not do it. I just, I don't think anyone needs to see this happen. I don't think Steve-O <laughs> needed to put himself through it. It was gross and I hated every moment of it. Yeah. Hey, but you got to give credit to Steve-O. Did you guys hear what he said afterwards? No, he what did said, he say? Make sure that leech is all right, okay? Oh, <laughs> it's like him with the jellyfish. It was the same thing. You wanted to make sure the jellyfish were okay. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, we 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 capped off uh, or close to the end of last week's episode with uh, a look at the uh, at the at Chris Pontius drinking a shot of of horse jizz, and he had that thousand mile stare. In this one, he looks shook as well. Like he doesn't look happy to be a part of this stunt at all. Um, his good buddy Stevo may lose his eye. He doesn't want anything to do with that. No, definitely not. And uh, I think we've probably said enough about this one. Yeah. Uh, let's jump in and rate it. Um, and Chris, I, I, before we do that real quick, too, because you said you had trouble even watching this. I totally understand now that I'm thinking back to it, because if you watch the Jackass crew around Stevo, it seems like they're having about you know, just as hard of a, of a time yeah. as you probably were. Cause they're struggling. They're yelling at him to relax, but like everybody just, just looks like they're in shock watching yeah. this. Like they didn't expect it to be this extreme until they actually did it. And they're like, Oh fuck, this is uh not what I expected. Exactly. Um, but on, on that note, um, it's not what I expected either. I think when they come in saying they're going to do a leech treatment, you don't really know as a viewer what that is until they're doing it and then you watch it and it it made me uncomfortable too not so much that i had to look away but not also not so much that i like this is something i want to tell all my friends about so i'm yeah. gonna go a little bit lower with it it's impressive that they did it but i don't think it needs to be necessarily even in the movie if i'm honest uh six out of ten for me i i honestly think that that's that's high from my perspective i think it's yeah for sure crazy that he did it but also you know jackass needs a little bit more comedy and and flair to what they do sometimes i think in honor of what steve-o lost that night i'm giving this one uh in honor of 2020 vision i'm giving it a 2.0 <laughs> there you go that's a good one Thanks, um man. <laughs> <laughs> um it sucks because in a factor of like how sketchy this is, how intense this is, 
Like it's one of like the most hardcore things I've seen on Jackass personally. Like you just yeah. really don't know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. You'd want to give it a good rating out of respect for that, but I just got to go off my own personal standpoint. I couldn't watch it. It's the one thing I can never sit through. So I'll give them like a four just because of the respect, but it's just something I don't want to see. Yep, that's fair. Yeah, I feel you. It's a little uncomfortable to watch, but uh, hey, you know, speaking of being uncomfortable, poor grandma, grandma, grandma Lily. Was it Lily? I can't remember the name. I'm sorry. I (laughs) I should go back and listen to my own podcast. But uh, granny is back and you want to talk about uncomfortable. This woman must have fallen into a pond infested with leeches because those floppy (laughs) fun bags are just like some old prunes that have been sucked dry, boys. Sucked right dry. And she's flashing them titties again out in public. This time she's buying some T-shirts from a gentleman here at at uh, on, on a street corner and i just love the reaction it, it's the perfect line here he just says sir hey go titty up what's that say your shirt is open oh your thing is hanging out of your shirt man what are you doing which one was the one you thought i should get oh, no. oh which hey your titty is out and then runs off and <laughs> they're tripping that's out. all we needed they're like actually tripping out it's so funny they just don't yeah. know how to react with this yeah no, it's it, fantastic it's a, it's, it's a funny one. These ones, you know, I, I like that they were interstitials and that they didn't just have, cause I mean, this, this thread of, of Spike Jones just kind of dressed up in, in old woman makeup and going across and making people uncomfortable is, is great, but I like that it isn't a full sketch and is yeah. rather just an interstitial. I think that was a good choice. Yeah, it definitely works well that way. Uh, this next one, guys, we have a lot to sink our teeth into, so to speak. Uh, this one involves a King Cobra and everybody's favorite snake lover, Bam Margera. Now, here's the thing about it, though. <laughs> if you remember the movie, Bam doesn't know about the snake part. All Bam knows is that we're doing a stunt called the wind tunnel, where he's yep. going to be hanging on to an overhead bar in the back of an open cattle trailer. I'm Bam Margera, and this is the wind tunnel. A big fan is going to blow him away. He's wearing like a, uh, you know, like a, a suit and a top hat, like a tux. And, you know, I don't know how they talked him into this because it almost seems like one you should have seen right through knowing who you associate with. But there this you one's go. On they him. Lock him. This one's on him for sure. They, they lock him in the trailer as soon as he goes flying to the back. And here comes Mr. Snake. They feed it in through the hole in the side of the trailer. Oh, my God. What? Cock out, cock out. No, 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 no. A fucking cobra, dude? Yo, yo, yo. I don't like I don't like him staring like that. Oh dude, you guys are total dickheads. And this is where we see Bam Margera in a way that we've never really seen him up to this point in any of Jackass history. You see real fear on this guy's face because like you, Chris, this guy just can't do snakes um as a snake lover chris how did you feel watching this <laughs> literally he's like every single thing about how he responded to this is exactly how i would respond in this situation by first saying come on a fucking king cobra like like you're, you're so <laughs> of all the yeah. snakes it's the scariest snake for sure it's fucking moves fast it's big it's venomous and it's got a fucking hood like come on they like stand up really weird like king cobras are by far the sketchiest snake and then realizing you're stuck in somewhere and just out of pure fear and desperation you find the one little possible way that you can get out of the situation like if you weren't in pure fear you never would have thought to even travel that way jump up there flick through that thing it's just everything about it and then 
the after effect of how nervous he is. He just fucking climbs onto a roof where no snake could get to yeah. until someone throws something behind him. And then he's just like, I'm fucking out of here. Like I would, yeah. every single way that he reacted there is exactly what would have happened if you put me in that situation, except I probably would have fucking really hurt the people that did that to me. Well, I also, I think, I think that the one thing you didn't touch on is the fact that when he's locked in there and he realizes he's in there for good. Oh, he cries. Uh, they, yeah, he cries. They look at yeah. him and they're like, are you crying? And he looks like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that makes me feel so sad, but also it's hilarious. This like Jackass 2 is very funny, and I said this on the last podcast, uh, is very funny for Bam, but he, apart from like the the brand, which I think is insanely badass, uh, he, he and Mick gave him a badass as well, uh, consequentially, uh, I think he, he, <laughs> He kind of like is the most scared member of like he cries twice in the movie. No other members of Jackass yeah. cry. Uh, he 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 gets insanely scared on the on the 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 bull teeter totter, uh, the Toro totter, or whatever yeah, it is. Runs off. Yeah. So it's not his best look here. Uh, but you know, I mean, if it's your biggest fear, it's your biggest fear, and it's yeah. not the last time he gets pranked by a snake in, in Jackass well, I, history. And the you, next time it's even you, worse. You say it's not oh, his totally. best look, but to me, it's like. Sometimes things work better when they don't work perfectly. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it added a different dynamic to the movie. So like as much as maybe he wasn't at his best in certain aspects of bravery or doing the toughest things, the the other aspects of his personality really shine through the funniness, the fear, the pain, like the dildo thing was awesome. So I, I actually oh, like yeah. I, it's like it's not I don't think I think this is actually one of my favorite versions of Bam in general. Oh, cool. Yeah, you know what? You're you're right about that. This is kind of the version of Bam before he realizes how cool he can be. There's one moment because this is, you know, we talked about how he talks up the side of his mouth when he's introducing like the new stunts and stuff. And he's got that like rock star persona, which we find out where was was something he was going through at this time in his life. Uh, but the way he runs away from everything in this sketch, he literally runs like Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. And Knowing how, you know, athletic he is and in control of his body he is, he that's a choice. He's choosing to run like Captain Jack Sparrow, and that I just couldn't get out of my head. Um, <laughs> you make a good point about, like, you're getting on to something I wanted to talk about here, and I think it's a good time to kind of slide it in. That is, when you say Bam has this rock star persona, I want to feel bad for him here because it's a shitty thing when you have a phobia and someone's taking advantage of you, but... I do have to say that watching Bam Margera, he's always very cocky, and you see it in you know sketches before this comes up in the movie. Look at like the the Valentine at the very start of the movie yeah, with the yeah. robotic fist. He's loving it. He's eating it up, but he's very very cocky. He's very sure of himself, and he I genuinely believe he doesn't ever think something like this could happen to him. True, you know he's very confident. And maybe to a fault, I don't know, that's just his personality, but when it comes back to bite him in the ass and he doesn't handle it well, you kind of can't, I f at least I feel like it's harder to sympathize with him, even though you do feel a little bit bad, it's happening to him, you're kind of like, well, dude, you know, you gotta put the money where the mouth is at some I point, agree. and that's what this is, as much as it sucks for you. Because um, like when he gets out of the cage, I don't know if we really talked about this, but he just climbs through one of the windows, like he he vaults through feet first and kind of slides through, and you can tell he probably fucked his back up a little bit on one of the he bars on the way out. He his chin on it too, uh, for sure. Yeah, it didn't look comfortable, but he was so desperate to get out. That was real fear. He wiggles his way out, and then next thing you know, he can't escape it. The boys are chasing him down with the snake in hand, trying to scare yeah. him off. I'm like, no wonder this dude is traumatized and doesn't trust anybody. True. Like, 
look what he's been through. And I'm sure this kind of shit happened all the time to him. Yeah. Um, it, you know, by the end of it, he's on top of a trailer hiding from him. <laughs> um, and they throw what looks like a garden hose on his back. He's yeah. up there giving a, a monologue, drinking a beer. My strategy is staying up on the fucking van because I don't trust anybody. Dude, I'm staying up here. <laughs> <laughs> you fuckers are asses. I don't trust anybody. And you made me waste my beer. It lands on his neck. He flips out and jumps off the roof and starts running again. It's like this dude is just on edge the whole time. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Can't be easy. It can't be easy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how to feel, but it's well, it's an listen, interesting I'm, experiment. I'm on edge thinking, what are these co-hosts going to rate this goddamn stunt? That's that's what I'm on pins and needles about. Chris, you're you're the one who's probably affected most by this. You want to give this one a rating? I'm so conflicted in this. I, I want to give it like a <laughs> one out of 10 because it's just not fucking cool. But, but it didn't happen to me. I was in the safety of watching it from a distance. And this translated really great on film. This this was fucking hilarious. Once I could get over how scary it would be. Um, so, yeah, I got to go with uh, an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Wow. That's nice. Jay, what about you? Where where do you fall on the uh, the Bam's ego versus snake debate? <laughs> that's uh, that's a good way to put it. Um, yeah, I think for me, it's got a th- there's only one phrase that uh, <laughs> I, let's say this. I wish I felt like this guy. Uh, you may have seen him at about 5854, if you want a timestamp, if you're watching the DVD <laughs> version. Hillbilly Hulk Hogan said, Oh, that is coolest shit I've seen in a long time. White boy don't like snakes. Hey! <laughs> I wish I felt like him. I really do wish I felt like him, brother. But uh, I'm probably going to step it down to about a seven. Not because, again, it's not the coolest thing I ever saw, but it is a very interesting psychological experiment. And I think for that alone, it was intriguing for me to, to watch. Yeah. I think the setup in this one was great. I I, like the whole idea of a wind tunnel as a big MacGuffin to get him stuck in a truck with a snake is like, we talk about the, and it, by the way, I I've been corrected multiple times on this. It is Rube Goldberg, not Rube Goldbarb. Rhubarb Goldbarb. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know why that's what it was, but I did. In fact, I defended it against people, even though I didn't know regardless, it's like another Rube Goldberg machine where they're just like, here's the thing. And it leads to him getting pushed back. And then the thing closes and the snake goes in. But I don't think we got enough of a reaction out of Bam in terms of time that he spent in there with the snake. You know, it was funny that he escaped, but it it would have been a lot better if he didn't. And then they tried to save it by just kind of pestering him in in a way that was funny, but not that uh, creative. I'm with you there, Jay. I'm giving this one a 7 out of 10. Right on. And uh, we have a quick interstitial before we move on. It's the Roller Disco Tiger versus Frog, the <laughs> classic showdown for the ages, of course. Uh, it's basically just got a roller disco, um, a tiger guy in a tiger costume, sprinting as fast as he can on those roller skates. Almost, almost leapfrogs the frog, but uh, they collide midair. Uh, dick to forehead, and they mm. go down. Furry's uh, wet dream, baby. A furry's wet dream, well said. Uh, but this next one, guys... It might be someone's wet dream. I don't know. This is Steve-O and Preston Lacey in The Fart Mask. I'm Steve-O, and this is The Fart Mask. Now, this is what I imagine is uh, (laughs) what would happen if you were in space. You know, let's just uh, represent our country for a moment and pay homage to the Canadarm. Let's just imagine you're attached to the Canadarm, revolving around planet Earth, and 
Mama's uh, special chili recipe from last night ain't feeling so good. You know, the, the freeze-dried kind. And next thing you know, you're pooping in your suit. You can't hold it in. You try. But, I mean, when you're on the Canada arm, baby, it's it's not like you can just get off, you know? Yep. So imagine being trapped in an airtight suit and just having the aroma of shit fill the suit. That's basically what this is. They have you a know nice what, Jay? little... You're, yeah. you're wrong in one way. It would be so different if it were your own shit yes. versus someone else's exactly. shit. And that, yeah, makes no, this one, that makes this one that much worse. Man, a spaceman helmet, fishbowl style. We can see Steve-O in there, ready to go, and a tube hooked up to Preston's asshole. And he just starts farting. And the minute he farts, like, instant puking. <laughs> it just comes out of Steve-O. Um, like... I'm talking like buckets of puke in this glass bowl. You can hardly even see the dude's face after a couple of uh, a couple of heaves. Um, <laughs> how, it's, how'd it's, you guys find this one? Listen, this is you know you know how much we loved the uh, there were like the little we really loved in Jackass one the paper cuts and we really loved the muscle relaxer or the muscle stimulant. Sorry, um, for its simplicity and just the fact it was a bunch of them in a room that probably had some dumb idea and they're like, "Yo, get us a tube." get us a helmet. Let's just make this work. It's, it's midnight. Fuck it. We got to do it. And they're all having such a good time. It's so simple and so fucking funny. It like, there isn't too much to say in terms of like breaking down the minute to minute. You basically covered it, Jay. But when, when it's revealed that Preston Lacey took a shit in the funnel (laughs) and he kind of shows the camera first and then Steve-O sees it and immediately throws up. Like, I don't know how else to say this, but that's that's art. J- Jackass is art, and that's all I know <laughs> after seeing that. Like, 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 look. If Yoko Ono can write something, whatever the fuck it is she wrote on on a ceiling, and in order to read it, you had to like climb up a a ladder, and it said like "You are here" or something, and John Lennon fell in love because it was so artistic. Then there's no fucking. You cannot convince me. That Preston Lacey shitting into a funnel while Steve-O wears a fart helmet isn't art. That is fucking art, and I loved every yeah, second of it. Is it art or is it shart, Mikey? It's shart. It's shart, Chris. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say, okay, you could totally see that as an exhibit, you know, in like some sort of art gallery, yeah. like an interactive one. Preston's just waiting there. You just step in, up, put the helmet on. The Smithsonian yeah. should have this helmet, and you should be able to put it on and experience and that shit should still be in there. And if, if I know Preston, I think it'll still have some, some, some heft to the smell even years down the line. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, th- maybe this is how we introduce 4d into the, you know, movie going experience. You know, everybody gets a fishbowl helmet at their seat. They just pop that sucker on and I, I like pump, that idea. Pump in the farts. Smell of vision's got to come at some point or another. And it's yeah. going to be it, like, it's just going to be something simple. It's going to be strawberries and then farts. Those are the two things that we're, they're going to know how to make the smells. It's <laughs> the and only then two someone, things we could And then someone who ate a strawberry farting. And then those, those are the only three that we get. Strawberries that they don't actually have a smell or they don't have a flavor. There's like one of the two. It's like this weird thing where there's actually, it's like everyone knows what a strawberry smells like, but the strawberries don't actually smell or, or, or what they taste like, but they don't actually, there's something weird like that. I'll look it up another oh. time. Yeah. It's really <laughs> Thanks, weird. Thanks, Chris. That's a uh, effective piece of information for us. Right I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, do I it. think I'm uh, going to put in the Bill Nye the Science Guy theme this time. Let's do that. <laughs> that might work. That might work. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill 
Uh, Jay, do you have any uh, uh, anything else to say? Or you want to get into a review on this one while Chris looks up the uh, uh, the strawberry fact? Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, seven out of ten for me. I don't have much more to say. Really, you know what? I I as much it's as funny. I totally understand that. Uh, I think the simplicity makes it pure. Like when you go back and play a retro video game, like Pong. Pong is super simple, but it's it's definitely better than a seven out of ten just because it does what it tries to do so well. I'm giving this one an eight and a half out of ten. I was laughing my ass off, and I understand that that may be a little high, uh, uh, but I was also a little high when I watched this sketch, and it worked for me because of that. <laughs> uh, I'm just going with a six out of ten. It was it was kind of gross. It almost made me feel a little nauseous. I'm not oh, the man, big into the puking stuff. One um it was like it was good it just that when i saw that log of shit at the end it was as much as it's funny it like literally turned my stomach i mean that's what jackass Listen, does a lot it was of times, a nasty log it was just ugh. i get it i get it guys some people and you know like there's always a couple of them in the room but some people just don't know how to appreciate art the way that a connoisseur would so like i forgive you for not understanding um but i i don't recommend you guys visit the louvre because i don't think you'll get it You'll be the person who's like, the Mona Lisa is smaller than I thought it was. Well, guess what? You just don't understand. You Here's stick, something. You keep, you keep your what? shitty reviews to yourself. <laughs> Unlike raspberries, there is no single molecule oh with a strawberry God. smell. Fuck. So what we smell is a blend, those molecules, something, something, something. So yeah, basically I was right. Wait, the, oh, Bill, no. Bill, no, Bill, no, 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 Bill, no, Bill, no, Bill, no, Bill, no, 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 um, <laughs> is where'd you get that fact from? www.coolguychris.com. When, when you type in "do strawberries have," <laughs> the first thing that comes up a smell. It's it's obviously a thing. <laughs> I okay. The, also, There's not a the single first, molecule of the strawberry smell. The first page of Pornhub is always like brothers and sisters fucking each other, and doesn't mean that's just going not on. Not for all me. The time. Do you have a weird algorithm going on or something? That is that is the 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 specific algorithm du jour. It's in the zeitgeist. Did you just say weird algorithm? Like yeah. weird, well, weird algorithm, algorithm oh, Yankovic? Oh, look at that. I like that. Hey, I just got the title of your next album, Weird Al. <laughs> weird don't, algorithm. Don't die before then. Release it. And give me all the credit. He's probably getting old now. Oh, God, yeah, we're getting sure. old. Everybody, oh, my God, like, yeah. All yeah. the celebrities are getting... Oh, it's fucked. I don't want to think about that. You know what I do want to think about? Put What's this that? in your museum, Mikey. It's okay. Dave England's cracked asshole after the big green ball. I'm Dave England, and this is my big green ball. <laughs> He's got a big green yoga ball, and I don't know how it goes in there. Would you no, like how to elaborate? Does he always, how does he always hurt his ass? Hurt his ass. How does oh, he know. always my hurt his ass? That I have on no this sense. Again, he hurts his ass. I was gonna say he's like maybe like bottom heavy or just gravity pulls <laughs> towards his ass. I don't know. I wonder, he's got a black hole in there. Isn't he a snowboarder? So maybe he's used to just like when you bail out, you bail out kind of like on your maybe. tailbone a little bit. Like you got to swing your feet out. So that's how he's used to following. Falling. True. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one's this one's pretty pretty sip, simplistic though. Like he just takes one of the big green medicine balls, but bigger than that, jumps off a high place, lands on that, and then lands directly on his ass uh, and yeah. talks about how much his ass hurts. It was a lot of fun to watch. I don't know that there's too much more to say about it. Mm -hmm. I, I like watching Dave England get hurt. It's funny. He always looks like he wants to cry. And guess what? I always feel like I want to cry. That's why I love <laughs> Dave England so much. Yeah. Hey, you know what, though? Man, uh, 
I wish I I just wish I had some sort of clever intro for this next one. But just thinking about it, I can, I can hardly <laughs> hold back the laughter. It's so good. So I'm just gonna fucking talk about it. It's literally because... every child's question that you've always wondered as <laughs> yeah. a kid that's actually answered for us. This is one thing I legitimately tell you not to try any of this at home, but I definitely want to try this at home. Um, so Knoxville's in the bad grandpa outfit, and uh, <laughs> you know, while uh, Tremaine is sleeping on the couch, oh, good old Jeff Tremaine, buddies till the end. Uh, <laughs> someone powders Knoxville's ass with like a baby powder and puts a lot, like a hefty amount, in the crack. And then the, the shot of him bending over, ass on screen right, Tremaine on screen left, sleeping on the couch. It just eases into frame. And you could tell he's, he's trying to push one out. He's trying to push, but it takes a couple of seconds. And thankfully it And did. while Knoxville is pushed, yeah, I, exactly. So thankful, Chris, because as he's trying to push, Tremaine wakes up. Oh. <laughs> this reaction here you have to just watch the movie because there's i can't even do it justice but when he realizes he's face to face with an asshole beautiful. somebody else please help me john, johnny knoxville i just all i remember that i think about this all the time is did it go poof he could barely hold it <laughs> what he's trying to say but he's just so curious if it went poof he's trying and it did like it's one thing to be confused to wake up and just see an ass in your face <laughs> but then have the ass somehow actually fart dust at you because he doesn't know yeah. there's baby powder in there he doesn't understand what the hell just happened but he just got pinched in the face by a fart <laughs> irving irving zisman comes in with the most creative antiquing i've ever seen in my oh. entire life it was like what a great choice yeah, to dude, do that dude mikey i don't know oh, if, if i've ever like told you this confided in this but i had this I created a lie when I was a kid that I don't know if you still believed is actually true, but I think I should come clean. When, okay. when we were kids and I used to get in trouble, you know, you got a little spanking. This is the 90s, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing bad or not. But I came up with this lie to Mikey when we were kids that I said, Mikey, dad went to go give me a spanking and I farted right as he spanked and it created yes. an air pocket. So, it didn't hurt. so if cushion. you're ever going to get a spanking, just try and fart right at that time. And yes. everyone believed uh. like he, I think he believed it for a long time. I think I did. I did. I tried it and I successfully farted on dad's hand. And guess what that did? <laughs> it probably, got me a way fucking harder spank. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. maybe never want to spank you again. How could you not laugh at that? <laughs> like, That's I funny. Know. I'd be laughing. If I was I'd be dad, like, all right, son, you got this it. one. <laughs> Dude, our dad never, never hit us or anything no, like that, except close. for like not, not spanking. Close. But, but, but there was one moment where we were just being little shits upstairs and he was downstairs and we had these little Nerf tennis rackets, these plastic tennis rackets and uh uh meant for nerve birdies like for badminton or whatever and my dad for whatever reason while on his way upstairs grabbed one of those and was smacking the stairs as he came up to like intimidate us or something and <laughs> i thought it was so funny that he was doing this that i looked at him and i kind of smirked because i was like what the fuck are you doing yeah. you, i know you're, you're, not, not you're not gonna hit gonna me hurt. you don't hit me <laughs> And he looks at me and he immediately sees the recognition of like, oh, he called my bluff. And so he kind of <laughs> chuckles a little bit. And so I think he's joking now, but he's still really pissed off. So he just immediately turns and he's like, you guys get to bed. And then I continue to laugh thinking that he's now joking and it makes him more mad. And then he actually got like really fucking pissed off and it scared the shit out of me. And I think I got grounded as a result of that. But like, it's his fault for breaking character. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep character. Never break character. And if you're going to threaten oh, to beat man. your kids, at least beat your kids so they can't fucking call your bluff. <laughs> you know, you got to go one way or the other with that game in the middle. You're just going to be pissed and you might actually fucking lose your temper and beat some kids up. True. 
True. At least he had the thing. Uh, do you guys want to give this one a rating? I feel like it's oh, it's yes. almost an interstitial, but yes. but warrants 100%. a rating because of how how funny it is. Uh, um, I'll go God. first. I'll go first. I think the the best part about this is the anticipation waiting for uh, Johnny to Johnny's butt to go poof. Um, you're not gonna like it. I do think there may have been some editing in it. The the, oh, the poof of, no. of baby powder didn't look real. It just didn't look real. It didn't look yeah, real. Yeah, because it's the a concept one, that's so hard to. Like Dude. you just wouldn't think it's possible. There's no. no fucking way that one was. They man. powdered I, his ass pretty heavily. I think there was a good amount on the whole. You get a you get a good. I've had some good farts, man. You can make error. You can hundred like, percent. I trust me. You just got to know how to hold your butthole open. There's, I there's hope a it's way true. To do it. I hope it's true. I don't know that it is necessarily, but I'm not really going to let that uh, sway my my vote in a in a negative way. I had yeah. a lot of fun watching this one. I'm giving it an eight out of ten. Nice. Okay, here, but counterpoint, though. Okay, you ever laughed so hard that you just farted accidentally because you are maybe gassy and you were just laughing already? Oh, yeah, yeah, all the time. I feel like Knoxville was in that position. Not only is he bent over ready to fire, but he's (laughs) laughing so hard. I think that kind of gave him a little extra boost. Yeah, a little jet fuel. I can see. A little jet fuel. This is just an instant 10 out of 10 for me. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, I think that's a 10 out of 10, Jay. No, it is not, but I could not stop laughing. Dude, come on. I, I know sometimes I rag on things for not having enough to them. I don't fucking care. Just, yeah. Just like, hey, no, I get it. I just gave the so I just gave the fart helmet an eight and a half. I understand. Sometimes yeah. it's it's the simplicity specifically that makes it that good. Yeah, this is a nine and a half for me. I just laughed. It's fucking hilarious. It's not much, but just so good. And to answer that question, yeah, I was man. always wondering, would the fart go poof? <laughs> Did it go poof? <laughs> now we all know. And uh, luckily, that's not all we get to see of uh, old man Knoxville here. He's hitting the streets with old man balls. I think that's what they titled this one, isn't it? Old Mm -hmm. man balls. Not very creative, but the creativity is really in the stunt itself. Because, I mean, before this, when was anybody thinking, hey, let's use prosthetics to do that? And they did it well. These old man balls are, this is like... When you, you're, you're a kid and you buy a bunch of bubble gum and you chew it and you chew it and you keep adding more as pieces lose flavor and then eventually you have so much gum you have to take it out. You start playing with it. You stretch it around. This is a big wad of gum stretched to be like, you know, a good maybe, I don't know, four or five feet. Hang it out the side of his short shorts and he's just going around town showing off his balls and getting into different predicaments and it works really well. It's funny and just seeing people react because it's the same thing like with grandma, you know, the tits are out but you don't really want to say anything but you kind of have to and yeah, there's some good interplay between Knoxville and the people of the streets here. I I, I enjoyed watching this. I love, you guys how, I, I love how it turned into like actual music video. Yeah, like it was like I was they were doing touch. certain things and then it just was fun. Like that song, again, this, they just kill the soundtracks. It had a whole vibe to it. Oh, yeah. There wasn't much going on except for like the ladder was funny where the guy's just like right eyes to nuts and he can't do anything about it. But the, <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was fun. Like it was just it had a vibe. I don't know. And I, I get a little self-conscious with this because it's like I'm not that far off from there and I'm still 30 <laughs> years behind. Like it's going to be bad. Like that actually might be my real life one day. Hopefully by then they do like instead of like tummy tucks, they do like ball lifts instead of like butt lifts. So I'll be good to go later on. But they, fuck, they do testy tucks, testy tucks. There, yeah, there we go. I, I yeah. really hope they do because I honestly am going to need it at some point. It's, it is what it is like. Hey, listen, <sighs> we, we feel your pain. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll all get there at some point. Uh, I, I remember this one as a kid. I just fucking died. I couldn't. I mean, at the, as a kid, I, you just don't see balls ever on TV. You'll see a you'll see a, a, a bunch of boobs and stuff like that. But like 
balls is, is just, there's just something that's not very heavily focused on in media. So to see them that distinctly for that long was a first time. And turns out balls are fucking hilarious. They're so funny. Um, Sorry. I just yeah. thought of a really funny visual. Right? And I had to interrupt you there. You know, like yeah. those like douchebag guys with the trucks, they have like the balls hanging yes. from the back. Yes. Do you think when they get older, they get the longer <laughs> set of prosthetics and let it drag <laughs> on the ground? Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I, I would hope sparks. so. Got to be true to life. You can have uh, them, but they do have to be representative of your actual balls. Yeah, that's that's right. the rule. And that makes uh, me question everyone who's got the chrome ones hanging off the uh, the back of their truck. Um, the the one thing uh, I, I liked, uh, you mentioned this, Jay, as well, uh, you know, like the, the interplay between uh, Johnny, or maybe it was you, Chris, but the interplay between Johnny and everyone else there, he did a good job of staying creative. My favorite interaction was when he stole the guy's shoes and made him interact with him. Cause that's the last thing the guy wanted to do is like get up there and touch him. Right. Like it's funny to force him to engage, even though he wanted nothing to do with it. It's great. Love it. Dude, what would you do? Honestly, think about this. If you're in this situation, you're walking your dog and your dog starts going after an old man's balls. Like how do you react to that? Well, I don't think we need to find out cause that was so clearly staged. That was oh, absolutely up. staged. No, that, okay, that one, she doesn't, okay, here's the thing, Chris. Here's the, here's the thing, Chris. I don't think here's, it was, man. No, I guarantee you it was. I'm not just trying to disagree for the sake of disagreeing, but I, I don't know. She looked like she was. No, no, go back and watch her. Go back and watch her. Like, you, you asked the question, Chris, what would you do? Immediately, you pull your dog away. She's barely doing anything. She's like playing it up, letting it happen, and then just, oh, oh my God, you know, like you you react by pulling it away. I would be scared to pull and it she, away because what if he had his like mouth was about there and then now his balls are getting torn? I, I, I don't, I don't, I, okay. I don't think that's the case. I honestly, I think that one was, just, that was the only part of this I didn't like because I, I can't imagine that was actually real. Um, But I don't know, what do you, what do you guys, do you guys mind if I go into my review on go this one? It. Yeah. So I, I liked about it. all this fucking fake shit. You might as well fucking <laughs> go into your review. Fake news. I do. I do like this one. I, I had a lot of fun with it. I love the video or the, the music video element, the dance breakdowns. It's just funny to see a guy in makeup like that. Uh, uh, still as spry as he is, even when Johnny's selling like the, the old man kind of stiffness to the dancing. It's good stuff. Loved it. Eight, eight out of 10. Nice. I'm seven and a half out of 10. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say three points for uh, almost dipping your balls in the ketchup. That was good. And uh, <laughs> and uh, another 3.9 points for uh, when the guy that uh, was at the shoe store catches Knoxville running away wearing the shoes. Yes. And he does like a, he's holding them from behind and Knoxville's trying to do like a forwards, you know, like a trust fall where you just let all your weight go. <laughs> and he's just like stiff as a board, but he's just like playing to so it. Good. Like he's an old man with poor motor control. And I just, that was a funny shot. So 6.9 out of 10, just for the whole thing. It was entertaining. Nice. Uh, Love that. It's the middle of the night. We're going to wake up Phil and swap him with Preston and Abe's going to lose her mind. This is the switcheroo. The switcheroo featuring Phil Margera and who's the closest body type to Phil Margera? Hmm. Let's see. Could it be Preston Lacey? I think so. So the switcheroo is interesting because I really like this premise. I really do. And I was really excited to see how it was going to play out because honestly, this isn't something I fully, I guess, remembered from the first viewing. So what the idea here is, is uh, it's the middle of the night. We're at Bam's house. Phil is asleep with uh, Ape in their bedroom, and we've got Preston dressed up in the same, same outfit that Phil would wear to bed. You know, the tidy whities yeah. 
Nothing else. Just he's plain as can be. They're outside the door. They sneak in and Phil is already asleep, which leads me to believe he's obviously in on the joke because they're going to pull a switcheroo here. Was Phil supposed to be waiting for them in there and just was like too fucking lazy? I'm going to bed anyway. (laughs) I'm just fucking, I'm going to bed anyway. Because I feel like, you know, he probably should have been awake. But they wake him up. He rolls out of bed all groggy. And boys, this is the moment that I didn't know I wanted on camera. This is a true a true showing of respect here from two men. Uh, the yeah. handshake in the hallway. Phil comes out, <laughs> smiles, no words exchanged. Just shakes hands with Preston, uh, with Preston, and he goes into the bedroom. Bam, bam. as he's going in. Don't 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 be afraid to get a little grabby. Frisky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, the I I think my favorite moment of this whole stunt sketch, whatever it is, was uh, was that exchange in the hallway. There was something so respectful about it. Like, hey, yeah. Look, I know that we're doing this because of our bodies. Um, you own it, you you hot king. And you swagger <laughs> in there and you fuck my wife like she deserves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of that without saying a word. It was pretty much yeah. what I gathered too. <laughs> if this if this one was 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 because obviously they're going where where Preston is gonna switch places and 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 be in bed with with uh April. If this was Bam Margera's idea, there's no talking around the fact that it's super fucking weird that he would have this i don't I, I it made me really uncomfortable for some reason yeah well especially when you see what preston's doing in there because like yeah. it doesn't take long he puts a leg over ape and then he's spooning her within an, another second and you know trying to wake her up he looks like he's getting a little grabby but i didn't see any like hand on yeah. boob or anything i think that would have been taking it too far but you know apes like trying to kick him off telling him to like to back off back off back up Oh my God, what are you doing? It's just, it is, you wonder how long she's going to let it go until she turns around. Because I swear, Ape is a fucking pure, she's like a bloodhound here, man. She could smell it. She's like, something ain't right here. Yeah. She turns yeah. around and touches his face and is like, Phil? 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 What are you doing? What are you doing? And Preston's like, oh shit, I got to respond. Tries to put on his best Phil voice and says, What? <laughs> to which she realizes this man is not my husband and flips out. And Beautiful. But then she kind of comes I, back down again. Yes, like that's it was the, like that's the best thing. It was such a genuine reaction where it's like you're so so confused when you wake up out of the blue. A lot of the times it's dark. The last thing in the world you think is that's going to happen. So even though your brain's telling you something's not right, it's also logic is telling you that obviously that's not good. Someone didn't just isn't sitting in bed with me like that. So it was just this like yeah. internal conflict and it like took so long for her to figure out. I thought it was hilarious. It was, yeah, that moment of, of realization and then going back to disbelief and being like, no, of course this is Phil, but something still off is very funny. That's about all that I liked about it though. I just felt really, really gross during this one. Oh. Yeah, I, it felt so uncomfortable. Yeah, I did. Everyone was I on board. They had a handshake. Fucking Phil's no, a no, good no. sport. It, not, not in like a like a taking advantage. Like it's not even like that. It's just the 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 conductor of this, the orchestrator of it was bam. And it just it weirded me out so much that like the premise was like, I don't know. I just would it, it was just would weird. it would have weirded you out if it wasn't like no offense, Preston, but someone as gross as Preston, like if it was like a like a you know good looking dude or something like would that be weirder for you or less weird for you what like put pontius in the bed yeah like something like <laughs> that, that where it's like not as like ew this like kind of heavier no that, is like honestly that's, over. that's not even it because that uh, that works well because it's like you know 
it, that's almost weirder because yeah. at that point she may do something thinking it's Phil and that's just <laughs> fucking like, oh man, if it's Pontius, she's immediately going to know something's up. Yeah, no, totally. I think you're just more bothered about like the, what, the son being the orchestrator, like you said, yeah, right? It's like, yeah. that's maybe weird. I don't, was it his idea? Did he, did they? Probably would have been for that? sure. I have I to imagine it, it was, I wouldn't yeah. want to come up with that idea and then pitch it to my friend. Like, hey, let's yeah. get another yeah. dude, our other buddy in bed with your, your mom. You know, it's got, it's got to have come from him. But I think it's just yeah. fun in games, and it was a hilarious concept. It got a great reaction. Like that, that I know it's weird, but the the way that it panned out just distracted me from that because I, I definitely enjoyed True. this. Sure. So why don't you uh, go into your review then, Chris? Why don't you let us know? What Eight you and a half about out of it? ten. I was laughing my fucking oh, wow, ass okay. off. It, Ape's reaction is what really bumped it up. Um, just because it's just you, like I was saying before, you know, you just don't know what the hell's happening. And then just the camaraderie aspect between Phil and them and just the little banter and jokes back and forth. I, I really enjoyed this one. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fair. I'd probably give this one a solid 6.9 out of 10 for Ooh. the gentleman handshake in the hallway. What a moment <laughs> to remember. Yeah, I, I'm giving, I'm, I'm going slightly lower. I'm going with a 6 out of 10 on this one. Again, the gentleman handshake was, a, was great. Uh, but apart from it, I just couldn't get over what I was watching. True. Well, boys, on this next one, you know, coming out of the last one, I was wondering if there was a little inflation going on down south in the <laughs> Preston Lacey's nether regions. I don't know. But what I do know is when you ring the doorbell at Johnny Knoxville's house, there's a lot of inflation going on. And I'm not oh, talking man. about the monetary kind, folks. Hey. <laughs> This is uh, what I was expecting to see earlier in the movie. Because when I saw the boxing glove come out from behind the wall, I was thinking, okay, I know there's a point where they do this with an inflatable tube. Um, but I couldn't remember where. And as soon as I saw him walking up on the security cam, I was like, fuck, this is it. And what I had forgotten about this sketch is the beauty that takes place afterwards in Dave <laughs> England's confused so reaction. Does not know where he is what after this thing. That? Socks him in the face. What happened? Wow. Oh, you, oh Jesus. What? Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. what? What was that shit? It's fucking in my eyes. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh. What the fuck was that? Man, it's he's like he's stunned for a full minute, and Johnny Knoxville's asking him questions, talking to him. He like doesn't know what is happening. They kind of lead him into the house by the shoulder, and he's just kind of like stunned. He looks like a. He just looks like, a, honestly, like a mental patient or something. Like, yeah. he doesn't know where the fuck he is. And it is, it's pretty funny, but I, he probably got a concussion from that. It hit I him think, pretty hard. I, I think, unfortunately, that's what we're laughing at, is a concussed guy just so confused at what's going on. But I was fucking dying. That Like, the, I, I always talk about how, so, for some reason, uh, uh, Dave Englund looks like he's crying all the time. Every mm -hmm. time he gets hurt, it's just like he's crying. And in this one, I, I think he actually was. He gets so fucked up. He gets so fucked up in this one. Like he's like, like the fact that he's he constantly is saying like, "What did you guys do to me?" And then he looks at Johnny at one point as Johnny's leading away by the shoulder like a little kid, and he's like, "You fucked me up, man!" <laughs> like as though, and he it of course he's talking about in the moment, but it seems like he's saying existentially and like for the rest of my life, you have fucked me up. I'll yeah. never recover from this. <laughs> Oh, dude. Yeah, I kind of wonder, how do you live a normal life after that kind of shit happens <laughs> How do you, you ever ring a doorbell again? Well, I, ever? Yeah. I remember I mentioned in the past how, like, we're talking about how Johnny Knoxville is, like, loading up people's iPods. I think this was the actual moment. That's how they got him over. 
because he wanted to come and get the music. Johnny Ash is like, oh, come to my house. There, it was either this or something very similar. He was talking about it on Steve-O's podcast, and I'm pretty sure this was the moment where he was. He thought he was just going to Johnny's house just to um, just to like get him to load up his iPod with all these cool songs and just gets blasted in the face. Like there's, You're never just like going to Johnny's clearly, house for nothing, you know? They clearly didn't test the pressure of it because it looked yeah. so bad. Yeah. It looked way worse than any, like... You know, like the 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 punching bag thing. No one really got that hurt. This and with the addition of like the, I think they put flour on it or something for the antique or baby powder for the antiquing. And it just this whole thing was a, just a delight. I love this one so much. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll kind of uh, rip right into my review on that one then. Um, similar to the fart mask, there's not much going here, but what a brilliant reaction! Kind of a bite sized stunt. I'm going with an eight and a half out of ten on this one. Solid. It's just till now that I'm thinking about it. Man, that expression on his face is kind of haunting. You know, now that I, it's in my head, I'm just yeah. kind of wondering, like, what did he do after? Was that just his expression for the rest <laughs> for of the day? Driving the home, rest of his life. Wide-eyed, brushing his teeth, just looking in the mirror at himself, <laughs> wide-eyed. Laying in bed at night, thinking about if he'll ever be able to ring a doorbell again. It's like he just got Poor through guy. his first day at prison or something like that. Oh. He's just, just reliving everything. Yeah, and yet here we are laughing at it. That's I feel kind of guilty <laughs> laughing at it now that you think about like how fucked up that must make a person. But that's jackass. If we're for just you. talking on a <laughs> yeah, if we're just talking on a fun factor here, guys, I'm probably just gonna go with a solid seven out of ten. Quick little fun uh, sketch that doesn't need much more, but uh, doesn't really break the bank either. Sounds good. Uh, I'm also going with an eight and a half out of ten, um, and that's just the like purely off Dave's reaction. It was just so yeah, genuine. That's, that's what makes so it. Yeah. funny. So whiny. It's just like the utter confusion. Like that, that was all like, I think if you did this and he didn't get fucked up that bad, it wouldn't have been even, it probably would have been a four, but it was just perfect. Yeah. Well, it's so much so that, that in the credits, they show it happening to Aaron McGahey and it's like, not that big of a deal. He's just like, Oh, that hurt. Like whatever. He just didn't, didn't get stung oh, I by missed it. That part and, in the credits. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's there. He gets up. It's funny. Like he pauses and then just turns and runs away. Like <laughs> he's not sure like, where. Like it came something from. more is going to happen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe I that's what he was thinking. Run away. Yeah. I was laughing at that. He's like, what the hell? I just want to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, talk about something you can't run away from once you've signed on for it. This is Johnny Knoxville's Big Red Rocket. Yeah, oh yeah. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is my Big Red Rocket. Five, four, three, two, one. They're at the lake once again. They get a lot of mileage out of this fucking lake. He's out on the dock, and they've set up at a 45-degree angle a Johnny-sized rocket. And I'm not just talking like a prop rocket. Mikey, hold your goddamn CGI comments for a minute, will you? <laughs> this is a rocket with what I assume is, you know, it's built to work like a real actual rocket does, rocket fuel and all, or however they fucking do this. I'm not a scientist, you know, at me. I don't care. But... When this thing is set to go, everybody is just sitting on the sidelines anticipating this. And I love Pontius's comment uh, uh, right here because he says he's... I'm so <laughs> glad I'm not the star of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> just outright saying it, saying it like it is. It's like one of those things you always wonder if the guys are bitter about, like, oh, he gets more screen time than me. But Pontius is just like, no, I know I'm not the show here. And at this moment in time, I'm glad I'm not the fucking well, show. Well, I want to I wanna <laughs> I say one thing. I want to say one thing about that, though, because I always pay close attention. I'm fascinated by the interplay between Bam Margera and Johnny Knoxville, because I do think at his core, Bam wants to be the star of Jackass and, and always has. And when Pontius says that, go back and watch it. Bam just has this weird forced laugh. He's just like, ha, 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 ha. 
Like it's, it's like, me. like, like subconsciously he's just like, well, I, I am, and I'm here. So like, what are you talking about? It just cause he's, that doesn't make him the star. I'm the star. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it was almost, it was, it was kind of funny to see. Now, what I got to ask, uh, Mikey, what what did you picture in your head when you found out that Knoxville was going to be riding a rocket? Like, how do you think Knoxville and Rocket go together? If there was like an IKEA instruction manual to put these two together, what would that? Oh, look he's like? got he's got a he's got a, a saddle on it, and he's riding it like a horse. That's yeah. what I'm picturing. I, I love I love it. It's like a koala bear on the back of a mama. Yeah. you know, a <laughs> yeah. cub and a bear. I loved how they made this. It it was like a a cartoon coming to life. Like the way that they yes. designed the rocket with that big red point. It was like I don't think that's that's what we all think rockets look like, but I don't think they really look like that for the most yeah. part. And just like it was just visually, it was just so pleasing. It it was basically a cartoon coming to life. It would be like if you cut open someone's chest and they just had that like literal like card heart yeah, yeah, shape exactly. in there. And you'd be like, I didn't think that's yeah. what they actually looked like. This is very wily coyote and exactly. roadrunner. Yes. You know? Yes. Acme, I love that. they got it from Acme supplies. Um I think that uh you know you would think the first attempt was gonna be you know, a success. Otherwise, why would they show it to you? But it's a total dud. The oh, rocket yeah. goes about halfway up the track, the top blows off and the bottom blows out and we get a shot afterwards um, before they're setting up for take two, where Knoxville shows where the side of the rocket, a hole blew out. It was probably about maybe half a foot or less from his leg where he was sitting on the rocket. Yeah, so. it's so, it's really scary. Like he could yeah. have, because it's not like that rocket's made of cardboard. That's like made of metal and it, and it pierced through it. He would have lost a leg or a limb or, 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 or an organ. Who knows? Yeah, a dangerous uh, stunt for sure. But luckily take two goes well. This isn't the best idea ever. Yes, it is. I'm Johnny Knoxville, and I'm going to the moon. Five, four, three, two, one. Later. That triumphant music playing as Knoxville rockets into the sky, does a backflip in midair and lands in the water with a middle finger to salute his onlookers. You're just, you got, you got to feel good at that moment, man. I feel like we landed on the fucking moon right there. I think it was the music doing it, but goddamn, yeah. was that, that nice. As, as a kid, I was underwhelmed by it. I was like, oh, it didn't really go as far as I thought. But like, I don't know what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. Like how much higher is that thing going to go before you can't survive it? Uh, I, it was great. It got way more air than I remembered it. And I, I had fun watching it. Can't fucking believe he, he got back on the rocket after it almost killed him. But hey, Johnny be Johnny. Johnny be good. <laughs> Johnny be good. All right, guys, let's let's give this a rating and move on because there's something coming up that I think we've all been dying <laughs> to, spend to talk on. about. And the majority of our episode will probably be centered on this. So to jump in and rate, this is all I got to say about Johnny on the Red Rocket. Guys, you you got to give it to Knoxville here. This is a beautiful moment. I felt proud of my country watching this, and I'm not even American. <laughs> God damn it. Hug your kids. Beautiful moment. Beautiful landing. I'm actually going to go with a 7 out of 10. This made me feel good. I, I don't know why. So there awesome. you go. I'm doing this. You know what? I, I agree with you 100%. 7 out of 10 for me as well. There's not much more to say about it, but it's like, it's a good 7. You know, yeah. it, it could have been a lot worse. Uh, I just, I liked the whole atmosphere. 7 out of 10. I'm going to 7 as well. Just to hit the spot. Hey. It was nice. Hey. 
Blackjack, Triple baby. sevens. Beautiful. And that is a lucky, lucky rating right there. And uh, I don't know if we can call Danger Aaron very lucky in this next <laughs> one. In fact, you got to feel a little bad for the guy. But before we reveal what this is, let's let's start at the beginning, because I believe this is this is a pretty epic stunt. A lot of planning went into this to pull it off. And there's ups, there's downs, there's laughs, there's some problems. Let's break it down. So what's going on, Harrison? What are we doing today? <laughs> no, it's like, oh, we're really playing a prank on, we're playing a prank on Danger Aaron. I think that we're going to decorate him up like a terrorist, and him and Dimitri are going to call a cab. The idea being to play a prank on the taxi driver. Danger Aaron is going to be riding in a taxi to the airport, and uh, well, he's—they're going to dress him up. No better way to say it as a terrorist. Um, and I just put yourself in the in the frame of mind of the USA at this time, and yeah. you know what had happened. September 11th was not too far before this movie was shot. Um, you can imagine what kind of character character I can't fucking speak. Sorry, what kind of um, you know character they were trying to portray Aaron as here, and it, right. it is very stereotypical, and in a lot of ways with the accents they're doing and stuff problematic by today's standards especially um no way to get around that that's just something we yep. kind of have to acknowledge i think and talk about and look at the sketch as a sketch and understand that yep that's that's although times were different doesn't make it right but that's all we can do we're just a podcast after all yes yes, yes. it uh, it definitely there's there is a lot of uh baggage even though as as aaron says there's no he doesn't need any baggage where he's going uh this one does carry a lot of baggage with it i think you, you summed that up well jay so just to break down what's happening here, he's going to get in a taxi. And this is, mind you, what Aaron has been told by his friends. His friends, the people you're supposed to trust, right? Um, so you're going to get in the taxi, Aaron. You're going to pretend to be a terrorist. And you're going to just try to fuck with the driver, scare him a little, make, you know, uh, vague allusions to what you're going to be doing at the airport because Aaron does have a prop bomb strapped to his chest underneath his um, his clothes. How, how is the dialogue? Though? I mean, I, I've never, like, done this before. It's like, a game, you know? It's a compliment him followed by an insult. This is fucked, dude. Just don't break the character. All right, Aaron, the main thing, you cannot tell him, like, you're from any country in particular. It's such a good bit. It's muffed you know, up, but it's great. You know, close your mouth and grab we're, we're making you look like what we think this guy expects a terrorist to look like. You're not making fun of anybody. We're just trying to scare the cab driver. Yeah, it's it's pretty dangerous when you think about it. But what Aaron doesn't know is the taxi driver they've got here is actually in on the stunt as well. But Aaron hasn't been told that. So just out of the gate, let's talk about that for a minute, guys. If you were pitched this and you were part of the Jackass crew... Would you even want to attempt something like this, thinking that you're about to get into a real taxi with a real driver who knows nothing of your your plan? Like, what what would be going through your your mind? This is also like post nine eleven, like not too far from like yeah. America was very sensitive at those times. It's it, I I would I do it? No, me as me, no, I wouldn't. But I think that at this point in Jackass's history and their story, they are so cocky and confident. They probably didn't think they could die. They probably thought they could get away with anything. They fucking owned Hollywood. Popular culture was all about them. So I can imagine that when someone pitches to you, this is the idea. There's not anything in your head that's thinking like, I'm going to find myself, like this is going to be the stunt that I get fucked over on. In fact, Aaron probably thought, you know, usually what I have to do is hurt myself to, to yeah. like get on TV. This one's pretty easy. I've got the, it's a prank. Like it's just, it's just a prank. Uh, so I can imagine, I can understand why he did it. Um, 
And I can also understand why the scope of what he was doing was enough to make him think, you know, or to not suspect that he was being pranked, if that makes sense. Like in the same way where like we talked about, we're like, how did Bam not realize something else was going on? This one's like a big enough deal that I wouldn't have that thought in my head. I'd be like, no, this is a stunt in and of itself. And I never would have expected the double cross. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I just thinking about it for me, it's like, fuck man, this just seems too risky given the climate at the time and stuff. I don't know. I don't know how he just was okay with it, but the way you said it, it's like, you know, maybe he just was like, fuck, I won't get hurt for once. Whoopee, let's fucking do it. Uh, But here's the thing, guys. This just keeps getting deeper and deeper. There's layers to this, like we said. The guys, well, they know they're going to have to dress him up and make him look different. You know, you don't want anyone recognizing you. Maybe they watch the TV show. So they're going to put a beard on him, right? Uh, where they source the hair from is probably where most of the laughs come from. Uh, the guys decide that, Hey, let's just take a break guys on showering just for a while, maybe a week or something. We'll all shave our pubes and, uh, ass hair included. And we'll make a nice beard for our friend, Aaron McGahee. And they do just that. All right. So here I am trying to contribute to Aaron McGahee's new beard. And I hope he knows that I skipped showering for about a week and a half just to make this a little bit more gross. <laughs> That's a crab, dude. <laughs> Mike's got crabs. Hey, guys, guys, Mike's got so crabs. That was a crab-friendly party, too. Yeah, that's so <laughs> fucking gross, oh. dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you guys want a quick list of who was um, on camera shaving, you had Ryan Dunn, Bam Margera, Pontius, uh, guy's last name, Vallo. Don't don't know who that is. I think that was the, uh, the when he was crabs shaving, they like, that's quite a bush. I think Crab's guy oh. was Mike Ellis. Okay. Um, you got Steve-O and you got Knoxville. So like, that's a cocktail of hair right there. That's pretty much just about the whole crew. Um, and yeah. Did you guys notice when when they're applying it in makeup, they like wrapped it up as though they just bought it from a store. Mm. It had like it had like <laughs> Hollywood beard and like it was shrink wrapped and everything. It was like, like I always look at those little details and I'm like, someone had to design that packaging, find the container, shrink wrap it like that's so much work that has to go in something for such a small detail that they don't even pay any attention to it's just the makeup person opening it at one point and it was yeah that, that was that was great it was dressed uh, and up then well. and then we have a moment during this which was one of my favorite moments of the moments of the stunt where similar to the valentine which we talked about on episode one I the whole crew is laughing the whole crew is laughing, but not for the reason that the person who's being laughed at thinks. Yeah, yeah. He's laughing doing, at him, he's, not with him, and he's thinking they're laughing yes. with him. They think they're laughing the at accent, this accent right? he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it's just... And you see him getting more <laughs> fired up because he's like, oh, they're into this, and he gets excited, but yes. then the more he's getting excited, the more they're yeah. laughing. It's just perfect. It's so perfect, and it gives them an excuse to laugh. Uh, and then you even get a moment after he he has all the hairs on his on his face when he he says, "I feel like I'm eating pubes right now. <laughs> I got this shit all in my mouth. Is it all kind of? Yeah, it's, it's like I'm chewing on this shit. Is this real hair? No. Well, I still got it in the back of my tongue. You just like listen. I said it before. I'll say it again." Jackass is art, and you can't script a moment like that. It was so yeah, perfect. Yeah, in the background. When he's like, yeah. bare, bare, bare yes. pubic region. <laughs> yes. Man, I remember losing it at this part in the theater, especially when he said that pube line, because it was like, no way, I can't believe he doesn't, you know, put two and two together. Yeah. Everybody remains composed, though, is the amazing thing. Nobody's losing it. And I, yeah, you know, they obviously wanted this to to work, so everybody kept it in. Um, and here we go. I mean, I... I, I uh, couldn't believe the 
like how well is it speaking to people keeping it together? Like the 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 girl who was applying to his face, yes. she obviously knew what she was doing, but like she would just like his comments about like, is it supposed to be in my mouth and stuff? Uh-huh. And like, why does it taste like pubes and all this stuff? It's like, you know, she was just like very professional and like I th- I think she did a big part in selling it because Same. she was the focus. Like if you had Knoxville applying it, I think you would have picked up something was off, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, props to her as well. But we do transition now to the taxi. He's getting in, and remember, our driver here is in on the joke, but Aaron does not know that. So worth, um, worth noting as well that the the driver Jay Chandra yeah, is like yeah, he's in Super Troopers. He's he's a, a member of uh, I think Broken Lizard. Yeah, or what, what's, I, what's I know the what you're talking about. They did like yeah, really funny guy. He's been in a lot of stuff. And- yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that it was too bold That's a move for them to I go said, with I him. I said the same like, thing. You might recognize yeah, him, yeah. Yeah, I thought he would have been recognized, but I think also, like, you have to give credit to actors. You know, if they're acting in a role and they're good at their job, it may not be as easy as just, oh, you look like this guy. You, They may actually embody someone, someone else, and I think maybe that was the case in this, except when this is all said and done, and we'll get to that in a little bit, Aaron's just like, what, are you an actor or something? And Jay's like, come on. Like, come on. Of course I am. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like you said, super troopers. I went, oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. I put that together now in my head. Totally. Um, But they get in the taxi and they're doing the drive to the airport. Um, Aaron's just, I don't even know. I I feel like he's just trying, like, he's obviously a little nervous because it seems like he's trying to play into this. I have a bomb thing a little too early into the drive. You know, like right when he gets in, he's making comments um, about no luggage where we're going. And then he starts talking about the driver's wife's boobs for some reason. He's trying to like get on his nerves. And he's so confrontational, like too much. Like he's not slow playing it at all. I agree. It's almost like he could have ruined it right off the bat. And maybe that was part of him hoping that it was over before Mm -hmm. anything serious happened. Yeah, he might have been thinking like, well, we're in heavy traffic. I better. But, you know, get this guy to pull over or something. Um, Yeah. But yeah, here we go. Uh, it doesn't take long before the driver, he kicks it into like, this is the, the acting is fucking on here, boys. Cause he, he whips a Yui and you know, Aaron's in the back freaking out, still keeping character. I'll say like, he's not breaking his character. When the guy starts to drive away his accent, the faster the guy drives, the more his mm-hmm. accent starts to disappear. He hasn't oh, totally, given up yeah. on it completely, but you can hear is that he's like, he's like, you're a crazy man. Fuck you up. Fuck you. But he knows that, oh shit, this wasn't supposed to happen. And you can tell he's a little scared. Uh, They pull into an empty parking lot somewhere in like an industrial area. And this is where shit starts to get very real for Aaron. He gets pulled out of the car. He's forced onto the ground. Him and the cameraman who were in the taxi as well, we should mention. Eventually, you know, they pick him up, get him in the trunk, force him to go in there. And he's, you know, he's pissed. At this point, he's actually yelling to the other car. Um, There's a camera car which followed them you know, with the whole jackass crew in there and, you know, they're not getting out of the car. They wait till the trunk is closed and now they're playing a little bit of a, a theater of the mind just for Aaron's benefit. They're making the sounds as if they're getting into fights, the guns are going off, the jackass crew comes out and tries to save him. Get the fuck in the trunk. Well, he's got a fucking gun pointed at me, fuck face, get asshole. Get, get in the dude. fucking trunk. Dude, I'm get in the trunk. Shit, man. You fuck me up, I'll fucking find you worry, somehow man. or something. Aaron, just get in. Seriously. Why am I getting a fuck dude, in the back of this fucking, fucking cab, dude? He got a fucking Get gun. the fuck back here. Dude, just fucking put the gun down. You I'm, shut the fuck up. No, no. Yo, we're just, we're, yeah, dude, we're filming. Fuck you. No, Get the fuck no, out of here. Fucking hey, that's Bill Mark Jarrett, dumb shit. He's famous. Listen, no. Look, look, there's cameras. There's a dumb guy. We're filming a fucking movie, dude. This guy's got a dynamite vest on. We're filming. Hey, put the gun down, dude. Please, 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 please
they pretend someone gets shot. Of course, none of this is happening, but to Aaron, it's all very real because yeah. he's in the trunk of a car. And I just love that that little detail there that they put in just to scare him, like just once more before he finds out what's really happening. That was a nice touch. Mm -hmm. It was great. Like waiting until he gets into the trunk before making the gunshot noises. And then like you can imagine what's racing through his head. He he says at one point when he's getting put into the trunk, I actually wrote it down verbatim because I found it so funny. He says, you fuck me up. And, and you can tell like just as his accent is disappearing, his conviction to this line is disappearing as well as it goes through. He's like, you fuck me up. I'll fucking find you somehow or something. Seriously. <laughs> like, he just he just has like, what do you mean you're going to you fuck me up? I'm going to find you somehow or something. Seriously. Like what a. What an empty threat. And I think he realizes he has nothing to lean on by the time he's finished the line itself. Totally. Yeah, and I, I know we did for this sketch. It's pretty much over here. Uh, he does drive around the parking lot a couple times with him in the trunk to kind of throw him off, make him think he's taking him somewhere. But they do pull over and open the trunk. And like, I know we've stripped this apart and we don't normally do this on the show where we break down step by step by step and go this into detail. But I do feel like for this one, I, I don't know, There, there is a lot to talk about and a lot of steps to understand. You almost need to watch it, though. It's hard to do it justice this way. But I will say this. His reaction when they pull him out of the trunk and see everybody just standing there perfectly calm. <laughs> Fucking fuck. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I can't believe that shit, dude. What the fuck? You an actor or some bullshit? Come on. Fucking crap, dude. I almost shit my pants. I'm not even kidding. He's just went from, like, threat level 10 down to a zero in a matter of seconds. And you feel it, because now you can watch Aaron and see all of it just flooding back in. He real He's slowly realizing what has happened here, and you can watch that process. And it's, yeah, as bad as you feel for him, it's brilliant. It's you know? almost simultaneously he's so relieved because he just got his life back and so pissed off because he realizes he was the butt of the joke. Uh, and then, it's it's just a it's a great setup and a great well, reaction. The, the, the best part about it is he finally's calmed down and he's like, okay, I'm not going to die. Then they drop the whole pube thing onto him as well. Look where your beard came from. <laughs> oh, oh, everyone's look, look, oh. I'll show you. I got a little Look at my badge. That's <laughs> That's all our pubes. Oh my god, dude, that sucks. Every time it gets fucking worse and worse. Oh, you guys didn't. You guys didn't fucking super glue that dish. Shit. No. I told you not. That sucks. I told you not to do that. Aaron, come on. Why are you getting mad at me? What the? I got your dick hair all over my fucking face. was my. This sucks, dude. Give me something to get this shit off of. I was, this how shit gonna, was in my mouth. How are you going to explain crabs on your face? This shit was all over my fucking mouth. It wasn't for my dick. Some of it was for my ass. <laughs> so he went from like here down thinking it's funny to super scared to calm to super pissed. And it just like that, 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 uh, to gag, yeah, to, to literally gagging like, because the second he, has, he saw the crab, the pic, the actual yes. video of the crab in there, he literally yeah. threw up. That was so funny, man. It And he, he said at one point, he's like, Really, that was necessary? You thought, and he also needs a beard made of pubes? <laughs> That's the exact reason why it was necessary, because mm -hmm. it's so petty. That's the equivalent of when they put marbles outside the bee limo. <laughs> Just to get one more little, like, one more little slip in there is, like, those little finishing touches, those those frills it's that art. they have on. It's art, man. This this is art. 
Um, I fucking loved this one. And I remember when it was first starting out, I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this. I wasn't looking forward to it in my first viewing of the movie. I actually watched up to this and then it was late and I was like, ah, you know what? I'm just not in the mood to watch this. I'll watch it another time. And when I turned it back on the following day, I, I just had such a, a more than I expected such an enjoyable time with it. I, I really, really enjoyed it. You know, Aaron goes through this, the, the five stages of grief. He experiences Dabda as soon as that, uh, that, uh, trunk opens up and he's got all his friends there. He's, he's happy and he's sad and he's angry and he's bargaining and he's pissed and depressed. And it was just what a, what a gamut of emotions. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jay, why don't you take us in then? Uh, what, what did you think about this one? Let's give it a review out of 10. The last stunt of Jackass two. Uh, what, what are you giving this one? Yeah, it's sad to say goodbye. This was a <laughs> classic stunt. Uh, and like I said, added ups ups and downs, had good moments, had problematic moments, but uh, fuck, it's an emotional roller coaster ride. Uh, when you guys talked about, I'll say this, when you talked about bullying <laughs> and danger, Aaron, leading up to this, like I always saw it, you know, in Jackass, the movie one, we saw the snow cone thing and we talked about that numerous times this was like on a whole nother level and you really start to realize what the dynamic was like because this feels raw the interactions between him and the crew feel raw after he gets out of the trunk and you're just like holy shit okay yeah this must be just how he gets treated so i feel bad for the guy i think i liked this a lot more when i saw it the first time and i was a bit younger but i feel a little bad for him now as i'm as an adult so i I remember this being legendary and classic i want to go high for that but i'm actually going to bring it down a bit and honestly, I, I'm just pulling a number out my ass here because I'm not even really sure where I want to sit. But I think I'm going to go 6.9 out of 10. Not because it was bad, but just because, like, it's a beautiful work of art. But fuck, I feel bad for that guy. You know what's <laughs> funny? Like, know, I, I get just, it if that's because I, I find that sometimes I pick up on a weird vibe and maybe it was there, maybe it isn't. But this one, I I just thought it was like, look, they they do some pretty mean shit to Bam as and well. And to everybody. And yeah. And to everyone, yeah, this one just felt so totally cool. Like, like it just felt fine. And the more he whined about it, the more they they were kind of like, well, yeah, of course you got the pew beard. Like, no one got hurt by it. It's fine. Like, it was, it was a prank. Like, this one was just so... This one was as harmless as as can be, and I think yeah. his reaction when he started to like kick and scream about it is kind of similar to when Preston Lacey does that, and then they they egg him on a little bit. So, uh, you know, the snow cone was a yeah, different story. The way they, between, like, started to beat on him yeah, after. Yeah, just, just straight and, kick him in the fucking dick for no reason or just and bullying. Like, that way, this is this is an elaborate prank. If you're part of Jackass, you're going to get pranked. Doesn't Johnny gets people fuck with Johnny all the time? I remember when yeah. they switched out his uh, switched out his uh, lip lotion because he had chapped lips with, like, fucking cum or some <laughs> shit. But remember, there was, like, a whole entire thing for yeah, so long. It was, it was with horse semen, actually. Yeah, and, they, and like the, he was doing it the whole movie and they, they didn't even tell him it wasn't even part of the movie he talked about it on a talk show later so it's, yeah. it's it's one thing just to do some like brutal aggression for no reason just like in that standpoint but if you're in the jackass crew you're going to get pranked and you're going to do some pranking and this seemed harmless yeah, so, so to me at least ultimate no i agree ultimately i think this one was harmless to aaron you know i think it's aged poorly in terms of its uh, you know the whole premise of it you know i think i think has some issues there uh but i think that the the stunt in general was multi-layered i enjoyed so much of what i saw the reactions from aaron were great uh, i'm giving this one a, a nine out of ten i'm going with a nine out of ten for basically the same reasons nice nice 
Oh, yeah? If you feel the same way, why don't you say exactly what I just said verbatim? Go. No. All right. Okay. Sorry. Well, that's <laughs> the end of the episode. So. <laughs> I, 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 not, I have not been feeling good for the past, like, 45 minutes. Otherwise, I would have played into that, right. but I'm just fucking struggling. We got a wrap. We got a wrap. It's all good. We made it to the end, boys. Jackass number two is in the books. And uh, thank you for listening and sticking with us through four parts. Holy shit. We got new things coming down the pipe. Uh, I don't think we're going to spoil it right now. I, I w- kind of want people to just see the feed next week and be like, oh, that's what they're doing. So I'm not going to say shit. But what I am going to say is, Mikey, we compiled a whole fuck ton of questions over the past couple episodes do we, we have some responses ready to go? Well, no, do we, we want to compile, in, including including the last question that we're going to ask. Uh, question one was, you got to get something branded on your ass. What is it going to be? Question two, your friends are in a dark room playing dodgeball. What are you, what are you going to make them play with? Question three was was uh, was the question that you posed, Jay, which was, uh, you have to take the shot of horse jizz. Uh, what are you going to put in it, one ingredient, to make it go down a little bit easier? Uh, and question four, I've got an idea if, if you guys don't. Uh, 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 or Chris, I don't know if you wanted to come up with a, with a little idea there. I want to hear yours and I'll see if I can trump it. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> um, you, you get to put the fart helmet on your worst enemy. What goes oh, in the man. funnel? <clears throat> see, I, I'm thinking, you know, we just finished the whole movie and we could wrap something up. If, if you had to do your own jackass stunt, and you want to be as good as possible, and you had to choose two cast members. Which cast members would you choose? Oh, I love that. I like that a lot. So two cast members yeah. to to make your stunt. Yeah, if you want to get creative and say what the stunt is, cool. But uh, it's just more about the cast members. Like, see what what kind of dynamic you want to bring into it. Great, I love that. That's a great idea. All right. So hit us up. Uh, let us uh, let us know your answers over uh, at Jackass Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We also have jackasspod at gmail.com. We will await your answers. We will compile them, and God damn it, we'll read them on the next episode. So, uh, yeah, guys, it's been a trip. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what everybody comes up with for those answers. Please send them in. We'll compile them. It'll be a good little intro to... I guess we don't really name these episodes by seasons, but it kind of feels like we're moving into like, in terms of our podcast, a season three territory. So whatever, however far we are into this journey, thank you for joining us. That's all I got to say. It's been a a lot of fun doing this. And uh, although it is sad to say goodbye to this classic film, the good news is, and as Bam Margera says in this very movie... Uh, oh God! Please don't let there be a Jackass three. <laughs> I hate doing Jackass two enough as it is. Oh, ironically, sorry, Bam. There is a part three. Yeah, and yeah. ironically, it's not and one day be we'll in get it. there. <laughs> um, hey, you know what, guys? A little, a little bit of a bonus here. I've compiled some of my favorite things from the credits. You want to go over those quick before we say goodbye? Let's do it. Just what rapid fire. Let's fucking do rapid it. I love fire. it. Yeah. All right. Because <clears throat> you know what we didn't talk about here is we kind of have to talk about is the big grand finale musical number. Yeah. So I th- I feel like this is a good way to go out and then we'll talk credits. Um so after all is said and done with our friend Aaron, we get the bear trap. This just looks like a safe, you know, unassuming stunt, well, relatively safe. They're in a room together, the whole jackass crew in front of the camera, and Knoxville is about to put his hand into a bear trap, push it real hard and let that fucker snap. I'm Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> And this is the bear trap. <laughs> the best of times is now what's left of some of us. Get off! 
he does that, but then the walls peel away behind him, and we reveal we're on some sort of soundstage in some big Hollywood studio, and there's fucking set pieces, there's singers, dancers. It's fucking nuts. And we get a variety of cool little stunts here. The first one, we get uh, Preston Lacey and Wee Man all lubed up to the tits. Like, we're talking water-based lubricant here. Huge slide and a jump into a stack of garbage cans. Great way to uh, to just start things off with and a bang. You, you, you know, know that they go way farther. They, 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 it went oh, yeah. more than they did because they you could tell by the cut of that, the yeah. it, it went really bad. It goes like into the camera, past where the camera is. There's yeah. a lot of fun things. My my favorite thing about this is like you clearly have like legit like I don't know Broadway dancers or, or or people who do this for a living, and they're like, "Mom, I finally got a gig in Hollywood. Really? What are you doing? <laughs> never mind. <laughs> don't, yeah. Uh, never mind. I'm selling my body. I'm I'm yeah. uh, I'm I'm going back to street walking again. Sorry, let, mom. Forget I said think, anything. Uh, did a guy drink horse cum in this movie? Mm, yeah. Better not tell my parents. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a couple rapid fire things that I loved over the course yeah. of the grand finale and the credits uh, was uh, was obviously you know you got Rip Taylor coming in saying hi. Uh, also mini bikes in the grocery store. I would have loved to watch that whole fucking stunt. That was fantastic. Yeah. That looked like fun. Uh, I definitely, and I think a lot of the credits is just that kind of shit where it's just like rapid fire. Oh, stuff we couldn't put in because it was too short, but a lot of bales, a lot of motorized vehicles and shit. Um, but yeah, the whole outro, the musical number is great. Like you've got all the cast members doing different things and it's just a good send off. Everybody's singing, dancing, everyone has their own individual stunt and it ends with Knoxville and a falling barn. You've probably seen this shot before where the crew is singing and dancing, and then it's just Knoxville by himself, and this big saloon falls <laughs> over, and he just happens to be right in the space where there's a window, and it falls over him. Uh, and you can see in the credits, too, they did this in two takes. The first take just, like, yeah. fucking <laughs> nails him on the shoulder. It looks like it he hurt. panicked. He panicked, and he left his <laughs> mark. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does, like, when that thing's coming from behind you, too, and you don't see it coming, I don't blame him for being nervous. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, it's a great finale. Do I recommend this movie? Yes, go watch it right away. Go watch it again and listen to our commentary along with it if you want. Fucking enjoy and look up, it. And look up the song. And, I uh, noticed one weird thing about the credits. There's a song on the credits that is credited to Chris Pontius, and it's called Crazy with a K. Oh, wow. Uh, so we should all look that song up and, and put that on our, our iPods. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come over to my house. I got all the iPods. <laughs> Ring the doorbell when you get here. Boys, it's been fun, and I think, like, you know, this outro was a little messy. We forgot to talk about the thing, so I'm just going to say this. Just like Bam Margera, at the very end of the movie, tired, tired of the fucking snakes, tired of the branded ass, just bitching and moaning, and as he's bitching to the camera, falls into a hole, (laughs) continues bitching, stands up, falls in the same hole, and just says, fuck it, I just want to go home, (laughs) and so do I. Thank you for sticking with us through this, and we'll see you next week on another episode of Jackass. Until then, bye, I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye, I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye, I'm Mikey Aaronworth, and this has been Jackass number two. Press X for Sound audio production.